Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right. Todd Berry Podcast. Yeah. Let me do some tour dates before we get to Kyle Kinane, who I had a fun conversation with. Uh, my tour dates, November 14th, Portland, Mississippi Studios. Uh, November 15th, two shows in Tacoma, Washington. First shows ever in Tacoma. December 19th, I'll be at the Oriental Theater in Denver. 22nd of January, Oklahoma City. 24th and 25th, I'll be at the Come and Take It Festival in Houston. Now going out of order, January 23rd, before those other dates I just gave you, I'll be in Dallas at Sons of Herman Hall. And I'm going to be adding more shows. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. ToddBerry.com. Feral Audio brings you this podcast and a lot of other podcasts that you should check out, that I should check out. To be fair, I should check them out as well. And here's uh, Kyle Kinane. We're just going to dive in. We're diving in. <laughs> <laughs> this is me diving into a podcast. Is this the name? What's the name of this podcast? It's the top. You don't even know the name? I'm, oh not, my a, God. I'm not a podcast listener. Really? I'm a participant. Yeah. But I just started listening I don't listen to a lot of them either, to be honest with you. Okay, so I don't have to feel... But I do, when I do get booked on one, I do find out the name of it, just as a basic courtesy. Were you going to go with courtesy? Because that (laughs) makes me feel bad. No, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine even if you still don't know the name of it. What I this sound this is gonna make me sound this is a terrible I'm diving in too. I don't listen to comedy podcasts because it's like what these are the people I hang out with right every night. I don't watch comedy television. Neither do I. I watch <clears throat> uh, I watch mainly uh, dramas or uh, nonfiction. Anything that's got a marathon. Anything that where they give me <laughs> one hour of it and then they start another hour if it's a Law and Order or a Hoarders or something like that. Where I don't have to change gears and learn new format. I got burnt out on hoarders. Like I, I just at some point it 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 uh. Is it repetitious? Well, it's repetitious, but it's also <laughs> like I, I sort of see myself in there a little bit, and it kind of gets. Well, it, we're here. We're here in your house. Do you want to address that? You're not, uh, you're not a hoarder. I'm not a like a te- <clears throat> like I couldn't get on the show with my hoarding problem. No, with the exception of that one empty bowl. Yeah, everything is clean that is here. Yeah, so that's already that eliminates you from hoarding. All right. Well, no, I, no, I don't. I don't need that TV credit. No smell of death. So not yet. Right. There isn't. Not yet. There isn't. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't heard my podcast. If you don't know what is so coming up, so I, I kill all my guests. How cool that's, is that? That suitcase. That's that's for me. <laughs> uh, so you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I I haven't been here in like, I almost like two years. Really? How I, do you avoid New York for two years? Well. <clears throat> Avoiding is a strong word. 
M- much like courtesy was. Or no, <laughs> I don't mean like. It's a pointed word. Why uh, do you hate New York so much? Man? <laughs> I'll take it to the next level. I, I, because if if it's gonna come out, uh, okay, you're on the road a bunch. Yeah. And when the road were like, this isn't the road. New York isn't the road. And so if I have two weeks off in a row, which is a rarity, uh-huh. uh, a, a happy rarity, I'm glad to be working. But I don't want to then now travel and sleep on a couch for five days. I was just be at home. I was going to get into that subject. I even have that on my on your post-it, my pink post-it, couch surfing. I wrote down. Yeah, because you actually we talked about this once, and you said how like Mm -hmm. how easygoing you are about uh, about uh, sleeping on a couch. Yeah, it. It's getting a little, it's it's wearing down a little bit, you know, 30, yeah. 37, just basic age back problems and things like that combined with, I'm not poor where I'm like, oh, I can stay, I'm not, I'm not going to stay at night, but I'm like, oh, I can not burden somebody else and just stay at a, a Best Western and yeah. not break the bank on it. So I, I tend for that a little bit more. And, and I, I still feel arrogant. I still have guilt. Like, who do you think you are? Staying at a Best Western? Splurging. Oh, my God. Yeah, splurging on myself. Do you... <laughs> yeah. You're I not going to use that whole bar of soap. It's so wasteful. That's where I get, I re- that's where I get real weird. Like, um... But at a Best Western, I would argue that you would use that whole <clears throat> bar of soap. Three days? Uh, I barely, barely, barely smooth it out. That Still is, got the logo. I guess what I'm saying is the classic, it's a small bar of soap at the motel. And I'm saying my hack joke about myself of how dirty I am oh supersedes God. the hack joke of how small hotel oh soap is. Oh, my God, is. weird. Welcome to Two Hacks Chatting. <laughs> uh, so you you were going to be here earlier, and then you said something like your day was cramped. Yeah, I had voiceover. Well, and for I'm, what, Comedy Central? Yeah, voiceover, and I just also stayed at my buddy's place trying to remember what shows I said I would do. Because, again, I haven't been here in two years. Be like, come to New York, you want to do this? And so, I, like, everything I said, yes. And then I yeah, got you here, write and it down I totally you. forgot. What have you said yes to? I'll tell you. <clears throat> Tonight, or, well, last night, that came out to do a show at Union Hall last night, and then I, wa- I wound up doing Irish exit oh yeah 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 tuesday after, how was that at midnight it was fun yeah fun spot and uh there's a lot of la people like guy branham and chris garcia and ron oh. babcock plugs for my pals and um then i did up my own show at union hall how was I, that that was great union hall is really good they were yeah they were real nice and i was a little rusty i hadn't done an hour in a couple of weeks how, how quick do you get rusty if you don't uh. like from a headlining set you know what? I, I find that I get rusty if I go from a headlining set, then come home and do like a 15-minute set. I feel like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then I'm like, oh, do, do, I kind of- Oh, really? Kind of like poking around the hour I did, trying to find uh, a groove. That's that's what but I did last to, night. But uh, I mean, I yeah, I don't go too long without going on stage, but- I do understand the I, rustiness. I've been on stage, just a longer set. I've been back in L.A. for a few weeks. Do you oh, write out a set list? I had something out on a stool, but I wasn't really using it. And it's like that's why that's why I like being in L.A. too. I don't want to write on the road. I don't want to write. Like, I feel this. I don't want to do news. If people pay to come to a show, I don't want to do new stuff in them. Like, or, or, 
I'll do some new stuff. Yeah. Next but I like being in LA where you got a 10 minute spot. I'm like, oh, I can bomb at this 10 minutes and it doesn't affect anything because right. people at the show know you're working on stuff. And not that I want to bomb, but like, oh, yeah, that's where you could throw it all out there. Like, okay, most of this didn't work tonight. Tomorrow night, now we fine tune it. And after but some of those rooms, LA, even when you're bombing, you, they're still laughing too much. And then you go, oh, I got something new. And then you go out. Yeah, and go, come oh. on, guys. Stop, stop making it easy, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but then they can, the, the nerds can also ice you out, I think. Really? I get. I mean, I've been, been iced, iced by nerds. I've been iced by nerds where I feel like they're scared and like, what? What do you think I'm going to hit you? <laughs> but I'm an incredibly edgy act. So. This is the first time you felt like a, a schoolyard boy. I felt it feels the great. Iced you out. Tables are turned. <laughs> Guys, look how it's tied. Hide your lunch money. <laughs> Hide your milk money. Berries on the court. I wonder if that even exists. Milk money anymore? That's like God. I'm a hundred years old for saying that. That's yeah. Maybe that's maybe you're not being iced out. Maybe they just don't understand your turn of the <laughs> century like, references. They're like grandpa. <laughs> it was not for us, grandpa. You a Catskills guy? How many nickels? Do you um? So you had to do a voiceover because you're the voice of Comedy Central. The voice of Comedy. That's weird because I didn't even know. I mean, I guess I don't watch a lot of Comedy Central. Don't tell anyone. But, I made a joke about it last night on stage, and I hope I don't get fired. Really. Yeah, I think like, you know they know we're just jokesters. It's not like we're trashing them. You know what? This this is where like the non-punk rock part of me comes out. It's like they pay very well for that. Don't fuck it up. Right. Like I would be like, yeah, so they're pay. I'm in your face. Take that corporate spot. I was like, no, that's the reason. Well, that would, that would just you make get you those a best westerns. That would make you a punk rock hypocrite if you actually mm -hmm. attack the people who you're taking a paycheck from. Do you <clears throat> do you get put in that vein for for like? Punk rock, but yeah, like, but with with comedy being a guy like, as we were talking in DC a few weeks ago, which which shows you choose to do and how you uh -huh. tour and have, you know, just do rock venues and keep. I don't know what your ticket prices are. Hundred dollars. Okay, all right. Well, you know, hey, everybody's got to. Everybody needs that. Um, got to pay for this beautiful place. So how you mean? Do you have some sort of like punk rock ethos or something? Yeah, and your pa You know, I saw you played drums with the, yeah. the super chuck dudes. And uh, I mean, I don't. Gals. I don't like, there's worse things you can be called than punk rock. Yeah. Uh, although I can't think of one. No, I'm joking. DIY ethics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, DIY, yeah. That, that really clean, that, that's a more mature term for. I am the most DIY guy who has the same agent as Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> for a guy who has the same agent as Louis C.K. and Kevin Hart, I am DIY. But you know what they say about Kevin Hart? He started small. <laughs> I used to know Kevin Hart. Makes a lot of I mean, I still know Kevin sons. Hart, but he, I used to know him before he was the phenomenon he turned into. I think he's very funny. He is funny. And he was a nice guy. The, okay. How about, do you ever think you like, you just start naturally, naturally laughing at things and you're like, oh, but I'm not supposed to because of the type of comedy I'm associated with. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I just like, like I'll, I still like the first 15 minutes of that show Wipeout is the most I'll laugh at anything. What I've is done. that? I don't it's, even know what that is. It's an obstacle course show. <laughs> right, and people are hit falling and stuff? Yep. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the hardest I'll laugh at anything on television. Yeah, I laugh at silly shit, too. Like, much more than I would something brainy. Yeah. Do you, do you admit it? Or is it like... Yeah, yeah. I don't... I've always... I feel like... I mean, there is a snobbery. I certainly will privately discuss my likes and dislikes of various comedians... But at the same but, time, I like a range of comedy. Yeah. I like 
you know, weird shit. Some of weird shit. I like straightforward observational if it's done well. You like some wacky stuff? Like wacky. Some goofball Like dirty stuff. Uh, good old dirty. Ch- I, I went to, uh, I've never been to the Comedy Underground. I was there the other night. And here. Oh, the, the Village, the underground. village underground. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool room. Or that, what is that? The comedy cellar's next to it? Now, boy, do I look like a real rube. Oh, I don't man, know. this guy is not from around here. It's uh, the comedy cellar, but then they sort of opened this uh, annex room around That's the corner. That's the other room. It's the comedy cellar at the Village Underground yeah, or something it was like, like that. Yeah, like Big Jay Okerson was doing yeah. all this crowd work. That yeah. Really funny. And in my head, I'm like, oh, that's not something. Like, once it starts going through the filters of, like, oh, but I maybe I shouldn't like it. It's like, it's just funny. I'm laughing right. my ass out. Like, it's just, it's funny. And, like, why... What a disservice to analyze things so much that you just you just delete the joy from experiences. And like, he's hilarious at what he does. Well, if if like, it was in somebody else's hands, it wouldn't have worked the way that. Yeah, it's like music. I think mm-hmm. it's, you hear a lot of people say, "Oh, this bad, the worst bad." Yeah, and it's like there's some uh, there's stuff on my iPod that would uh, might shock people. I I'm I'm still a loyal fan of butt rock. Like I still. What is but you mean like jock rock? Yeah, throw a little night ranger on or something. Yeah, like wholehearted. I don't know wholehearted. No, I mean wholehearted. Oh, okay. The feeling, which is was... also a song by Extreme. Which I thought that was a in. power ballad that I was supposed to know about. It's a power ballad by Extreme, but I was saying I wholeheartedly enjoy. You could still rock in America by Night Ranger. Yeah, it's... Sister Christian's a weird, weird yeah. song. That's good. Means. I'm gonna sneeze. Are you gonna sneeze? I'm gonna edit it. Are you gonna do the? Uh... I could get you a tissue. It's a lot of buildup. Now it went away. Oh, okay. It's the germaphobe in me was like, oh, I, no, that's what's why. That's happen? why I felt bad. I'm like, oh man, I got to sneeze and Todd's. I mean, you got to sneeze. Not. You got to sneeze. It happens. Turn into a pan. Turn into like a peeing baby. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, oh god, what are we gonna oh, get it over the sink? But uh, what would? You, oh yeah, so comedy. Yeah. So who? Who are? Uh, that's such a cheeseball question, but who 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 cracks you up? I've never asked anyone that. I start okay. Do you do you remember when there were shows? It was, it was like I don't know. Was it Sunday Night Funnies or something? And it was a stand up show that was on. Oh, there was a show called Comic Strip Live on Fox. Yeah, and maybe it was before America's Funniest Home Videos or some such. Um, and it was it was always like Bruce Baum. Yeah, and guys, like, and that was I was eight years old watching that. It's like you don't know what or why you're laughing at something and so i i've got like I, I probably wouldn't laugh at it if somebody showed it to me today but that was the roots of me going that guy's just by himself and uh, the whole audience is just listening to him talk and they're laughing well i'll do that like i want to do that <clears throat> did you when did when was this where you said you wanted because i didn't start i didn't even say i wanted to do it till i was 23 i was probably eight or nine when really? I, and i didn't even know what stand-up was i just saw that and then it fell out from what I knew it was. And then, you know, like high school, I didn't get, I don't have any of the cool points of like, yeah, then I got into Mr. Show early on. Right. I never you get saw, beat up? I never saw. No, oh, I didn't even man. do anything to get beat up. That's how uninteresting I was. Yeah, I was the same way. I wasn't even on the radar. I wasn't even enough of a cool smartass yeah. to be beat up. Like, I'd be I'd be a, enough of a smartass where then I'd be like, oh, I think I might get beat up soon. Or... It was palatable enough for the people who wanted to beat me up that they'd still laugh at it a little, and then I'd talk. Yeah, that's sort of the way I was. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not built for 
ass kicking, either receiving or giving. You don't get into Twitter feuds. Uh, what a waste of time. Once in a while, I'm like, oh, this guy, somebody gets my goat, and I start. I'm like, what's the point of this? Yeah, you got to just step away. There's so, there, there, there's zero. There's no. The only winning is when somebody gets there. This you respond to them, and then they won. No matter how great your point is, yeah, that they got you to respond to them. That's it. They won. Right. They won. No matter what you said to shut them down or look how incorrect this person is, they won because they got a response out of you. And that's how I've had to view it. Because a couple times I tried getting into it with people. I was like, oh, you can't win with somebody who's an asshole with infinite free time. Right. Like I got accused of stealing a joke on At Midnight. It was like an easy joke. It was something like, like, oh, the Golden Girls, like, like, Sex in the City was a prequel to the Golden Girls. It was like, oh, I think did... I remember that. Yeah, and I, and that one still, like, it still bugs me now because guys like, where to steal jokes? I'm like, no, man, just people come up. Yeah, that that with, it's not fair, a difficult. To, to be fair, to whoever wrote that first, who you stole it from? No, I'm joking. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is like a joke. Like I could see a number of people come. It's not such a bizarre comparison. A they were like, I can't believe a non-comedian two, friend right. would make that connection. Yeah. Anybody would have my like. Oh, here's a group of randy old ladies. And here's a group of yeah, randy young ladies. It's pretty well, much. Uh, but I was like, no, it's and I went as far as I'm like, all right. And the the person who wrote the joke was like, wasn't was wasn't mean about it. She's like, well, we Google our jokes to make sure they're original. I'm like, okay, let me do that. And I, I go, and there's just like, like three Google pages of the joke. And I was like, all right, here you go. What's this? And I'm like, and that's me going. Here's the proof that I didn't steal. Because like, call me an asshole or anything. Right. Don't call me a thief. That's damaging. More so, I think, to a comedian than any other insult. Well, I'll be calling you an asshole later. Now that I that's know fine, good. Like, I, I need that street cred. I told you, I got nothing. I was just people were like he's a real nice guy. But that You're doesn't. On the Todd podcast, that... man. That's all the street cred you need. Check out this coaster, the Clash, huh? Oh, it... you have some sort says, of keyboardy thing. That says punk rock, like protecting this IKEA table, <laughs> and, <laughs> keeping uh, drink rings off of this thing. I, I don't know who. I don't know who alerted you that I, it is, it's an IKEA table, but it is. I know, I, I know my IKEA furniture. I'm glad that I am as old as I am, and I don't have a dining room table in my apartment. This used to be it. Oh, don't! It's not about me. <laughs> Quit making it about you. I, I bought a table specifically for like just because. Oh, here's a space where a dining room table would go, and I got one, and it just it's just where mail sits. So like, yeah, I, I bought just out of obligation to this age that I'm at. I'm like, oh, there, you should have that. And I got. It. I'm like, this is a stupid. Do thing. you cook? No. No? See, yeah. I, I feel like I could see you, like, opening up a can of beans or something. You're calling, if you're going to call that cooking, then, oh, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> For me, that would be cooking. Then, yes. Oh, boy. Picture me in a big hat and apron. I made I made fish two weeks ago. I was real proud. I made fish, fried fish by myself in my house. Really? Yeah. Never even did anything like that. Looked it up online, did it. was real proud of myself. And then you're like, then those dishes, then you're like, oh, fuck. I know how to clean dishes. I know how to heat things up too much, cook them on, scrub them down. Oh I'm good God. for that. I'm good for. I'm a. Bu I'm a good bus boy. Well, uh, later on, we'll share your recipe. <laughs> we'll close it out with your recipe for for Kyle Kinane's special first time ever fried fish. Somebody had done. I think it was an English comic did how you could cook food in a hotel room. It was all about him reheating things on the coffee, like the coffee maker, but using it as a hot plate. It was all pretty gross. But yeah. I, also inventive. I don't think I would want to eat any of this Yeah, I'm stuff. a coffee guy, but there are those people I know who bring like a little AeroPress on the road with them. And it's just like... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I just... I guess that's a good idea, but I like to leave the hotel. Are they... 
I heard that once you quit drinking, you get real particular about coffee. Oh, is that true? That's what somebody was saying. Yeah, your friend was like, yeah, you start getting real particular about co- like I don't know if you're just filling. I haven't quit drinking, so I have no idea. <laughs> I'll do some tasters. Try choice. drinking that shit coffee in front uh, of me. No. Throw a little sleeve of a Nescafe that I got in my backpack and some lukewarm water and be fine with it. I like the experience of the good coffee shop probably more than I understand why I'm enjoying the coffee. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like I look up, I always look up on Yelp, the cool small batch roastery kind of place fair, where they do pour overs. Yeah, trade. yeah. And then I go there and I have a, a pour over with uh, no milk in it. But I, don't even know I can't say that I even, I mean, I might enjoy just a regular diner cup of coffee just as much. What? I'm taking that back because I'm going to get a million letters. <laughs> what, you got coffee aficionados? I do. <laughs> there Some goes my ra- coffee sponsorship. Oh, you're not, you don't have that fair trade? Uh, no, I don't. But, but you I'll don't take have it. that Marin that I Marin know, he made me some of that coffee. It was good. Is it, he that? makes you coffee when you go on his podcast. Have you done his podcast? I did it. I was in the early stages when he was still like, do Before that had... bit I saw you doing. Oh, really? Like, oh, it was like a radio setup. Where, it was like a morning radio setup. Like, do this bit. So I'm like doing a, a bit that I have just to him that he saw when we were on the road. That's together. funny. I was in the 30s. At least it's a comic asking was, you to do it, you know? Yeah. It's not like a morning idiot. But that's what it was strange to have like a morning, like at least the morning DJ's around twisting knobs and you're like, oh, I feel like I could just deliver it, but he's just there. And I was, I'm, you know, I didn't know him. I'm like, it's Mark Marin. I'm just repeating a joke, I feel. Was this in his house? Yeah. Huh. He made Indian food. Did he? He made very, you Indian food? He, oh, my he, God. He happened to be making Indian food. And then food, he shared it with you. And then he shared it oh with me. Oh, my God. It was very good. I feel bad about the glass of bubbly water I gave you. That's all right. Well, you don't cook. I gave you some great... <laughs> pol- I don't cook. You went with a can of beans. I went can of <laughs> I gave you some beans and... Uh, so what was what was in that empty dirty plate that's over there? A dirty bowl right there. I think there? it's some uh, high fiber cereal with almond milk. Yeah, because why wouldn't you have that at the five p.m.? Exactly. I don't know what I have. <laughs> Only a forensics expert could tell you when this bowl's been there. It, it definitely was been long, longer. Like I don't even remember. Now I'm looking at the bowl that's sitting on my Here's, shitty sixty nine dollar printer. I was gonna say you're a pretty lousy germaphobe. If I know. Uh, that dirty cereal bowl's been there. Well, since I do a great bit where. about on one of my albums called "Lazy Germaphobe." Seriously, it <laughs> yeah. was featured on um, on uh, Terry Gross's show. She played it. If you want to dig that up, that was a double <laughs> obnoxious plug, but it's true. You brought it up indirectly. Um, do you want to do that for me right now? Do that, do that bit for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> when she played it back, I was like, "Wow, that was good. Well, I should keep doing that one." Do you, do you, do you, I, do you ever feel like you're not? gonna be like i always like i don't listen to myself but even when i've got a special going out and you got to watch it for editing i watch it i'm like ah whatever and i just don't want to have i don't want to get in my head about it so i let somebody else just chop it up really see i i wish just that kind of thing i'm a very much of a control freak but it's torture like i've released albums where i've recorded three shows and just it's it's worse than like going to the dentist, like that yeah. appointment to go listen to your own, and then going back and forth on the jokes and oh my god! And it, well, and it's like it just feels so arrogant. Like I already told the jokes and the audience liked them. What else? I'm like, and then I'm I'm looking at myself and wondering, did I say it funny? I'm like, gross. Yeah. And then I I just did another one, and I made them. It's not a mistake. It was great that it was a good audience, but I did ninety minutes that 
to be cut down to a 42 minute special. So then I saw the editing cut. I'm like, and you uh, just let someone, cause I, I let them edit it because I feel like I don't, I'm going to be so precious about it. Let somebody else that's now watching it with fresh eyes go like, Oh, this is where this would make sense to me. And then I'll uh, like watch it for approval. But even then I gave, I, I put that's the, the thing you put too much out and they chop it up. Somebody once said like, if you record in a half hour, you do 33 minutes. Yeah. And so that way they have to keep it all in, in the order that you want. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. But that's not how I work. But that's why the name of the new special is called I Like This Old Stuff Better. So Really? And, and that's there's, a comedy and there's special a plug. There's a plug coming. No, we we were gonna get to the plugs. We're just we're still into the groove of the we're in the early stage of this podcast. All right. This is you're gonna be here another two and a half hours. Lock it in. I got nothing going on. Do you um <laughs> So is this for Comedy Central? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. your second hour special? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I don't know how I don't ever want to be around like people that have parties like come over my specials airing and they have people like do people do that I've had some friends I'm like yeah you're proud of something yeah I don't I don't criticize them I just I'm not that type of person I don't even the last hour that came out I went into Sequoia National Park over <laughs> Thanksgiving it came out on the Friday over there and I just sat I literally, I literally sat in the snow out of range of any electronic device and just sat alone in the snow overnight in a tent because I didn't want to be around. Because then you start reading anything, and if you're neurotic, you know, any, like, if if, 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 if if 50 people say nice things and one person says, this sucks, you're like, he's right, I'm going to quit, and I should quit comedy. Like, that's the one thing that... Yeah, I, that's the most extreme reaction to not reading comments. Yeah. I'm going to go to the forest, sit in a tent. I didn't you want, really went in? You, yeah, where, went, I forgot I where is the Sequoia Forest. It's uh, like Central California, Yosemite, Sequoia. So you drove there. How long is the drive? I don't know, five hours or so. <laughs> I went. I, I did go to a Thanksgiving meal, and then I took off. I had to take off that night. I spent one night at a campsite at, at lower level, and then I hiked up. I just backpacked into the mountains for the night. And sat in the snow. I mean, I wanted to go camping anyway. It's not but like by I, it's not like I had to go that far. Yeah, I feel like camping's the it's so unappealing to me. That's a very is, is that's like a very New York. But I, I hate to be to like Mister like luxury, but God, it just seems like. Where'd you grow up? On a campground. No. <laughs> Sequoia. I was raised that by forest. wolves. Sequoia Forest. I was raised I by the wolves. First twelve years of my life were in the snow, <laughs> so I'm a little over it. I was born in the Bronx. Okay. Then I moved upstate. Then when I was eight, I moved down to Florida. Then I moved back up here when I was like, I don't know, 24 or something. Okay. So you didn't grow up. Do the math. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't grow up with any of that stuff. No, I I did go camping once when I was a Boy Scout for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Did you ever go? Because I went through this stage where I moved to California. I think once I hit 30, I was like. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do these. Th- like, you go through your 20s. I just partied in my 20s. Like, like, backpacking looks like it'd be a cool thing. Mountain biking looks like it's probably cool, but I'm busy partying. And then I hit 30. I was like, oh, I can't. Physically, I won't be able to do these things. So I was like, I'm going to start doing all this stuff before I regret not doing it. Where everybody else was like, you got to have kids because you'll regret it when you're older. I'm like, nah, not kids, but yeah, a nice little camping trip, sure. Throwing so, myself down mountains on bicycles. So was part of the reason you went that to avoid reading. But then you come back, but, and then they're stacked up those comments. But what I, after I came back, like, but it's not this real time. 
neuroses of refresh, refresh, right. which, and I don't want to think, but everybody had, every comedian, like you put a joke out there, you're proud of on Twitter, like refresh, oh, anybody, yeah. did I get more? And I want to get away from, like, like, that was a physical example of trying to get away, like remove myself from it. Like, oh, I can't, I still had my phone with me and I was just, re I did, there was no reception. I was, re I was able to read a book that I had downloaded on it, but that's the only thing I was using. And I just sat out there. It's just, it's nice. Like I I like being by myself. This is in the campground. Yeah. Okay. So there's a bathroom. There's a hole in the ground with Seriously? a shed over it. Oh, yeah. This was and it was. I mean, it wasn't the smartest thing. I got a, I hiked in and I got to a point where if I wanted to hike back, it would have gotten dark and I would have lost the trail. So I had to hike. It was past the snow line, so there was just, it was just snow. So I just set up camp in the snow and just hung out for. I a wouldn't night. even know how to set up camp. You could buy me so, all the equipment, and I'd. The tents are easy now. I should I should say all the stuff is real easy. Really, it's not. Uh, you're not going to be stranded. Tents are just like two poles. You get a little stove. It's not like you got to make a fire out of branches. You get a little stove. Is that is, is that considered the bush league tent though? Is that like wearing a clip on tie or something? I, if it is, I don't know. I don't go with anybody to like. I'm going in blind on this stuff, yeah, yeah. and I'm and I suck at it too. I'm not. Outdoor, the first time I bought all that stuff, I went to go test it, and you get the freeze-dried food. And the, I went to this place outside of L.A., so it wasn't I wasn't at risk of bears or anything. And the the big thing about bears is like you can't have any – the odor is the big thing. So you have to keep all your food, you know, 50 yards away from the tent. Anything that is a smell, chapstick, anything, you got to put it in a bear really? safe container and put it – and so I'm going from my test run where I hiked in – and I got my Ziploc with like the hot, you pour the hot water and it's a freeze dried. And I, you're like, oh yeah, now mix it around. And I just, I squeezed the bag and it just splurted like chicken tetrazzini all over me. So not only did I avoid, you know, like the smell, like I, I marinated myself for so animals. You brought chicken tetrazzini? It's, it freeze, it's freeze dried. Oh, okay. What is chicken tetrazzini? It's chicken uh -huh. and it's, uh, it's like Italian chicken. It's got Italian stuff in it. <laughs> I'm not, we're going to go back to the cooking thing. Yeah, can of beans. It looked good on the package. Did I hurt you with that can of beans thing? It was kind of just a no, joke. No, it was just real close to home. <laughs> That'd be funny. I have literal cans of beans. I know. If we, if we did a cut to to your like uh, cabinets and it was like just all beans. When I thinly slice some onion to put in there, oh I really think God. that's a little that's shake of hot sauce. Oh. So you know how it is. You were just in. <laughs> <laughs> you really knew how it was. That was real. You uh, <laughs> You were just in Maui. Right? Yeah, were you at that festival that I didn't get asked to do? You, they were probably waiting to get it uh, all put together before they invited the big time. <laughs> Let's get this really, all the gears working they here. Brought, yeah, they brought us space monkeys out first. But seriously, it's, I I wonder if they're mad at me for something. I don't know why anybody would have been mad. I think uh, maybe uh, maybe you have an aloofness that says you've priced yourself Was out it? No, I said, I, I said I do, I'd say rock bottom because I'd never been to Hawaii. I It was... We got to the airport. I was looking at the other comedians. I'm like, you tell me one joke that you've written that you think you deserve to be here because of that. Because there isn't one. None of us have written something so funny that we deserve a trip to Maui. And then that was my like that was the opening joke at the festival. I was like, what more do people need in Maui? You live in paradise. Right. Like, oh, you know what? Once in a while, we get the blues. Let's throw a comedy festival because these sunsets are getting boring. Like, what? But, you know, I live in the greatest city in the world, and sometimes I still will be like, <laughs> what am I going to do all day? That's, I was wondering what boredom was like. I, 
it was amazing and it was i thought it was gonna be hard to do comedy because i honestly thought people wouldn't laugh at it because they already have there's nothing like you like and uh abby launder booked it she does the la riot thing and she's great but she, and she put book comics that always like oh cool it's all our friends that are here but I was more like, oh, these are comics that you know do well at Meltdown and the UCB shows of like, yeah, so I get a can of beans for dinner. Ah, good one. You know? <laughs> and those people, they don't they're just rich people that live there or rich people that are vacationing there. But the shows were great. And when you, you said all them. your friends were there, you, your one was missing. Oh, I'm sorry. Now what where Brody were the Steve, venues there? Brody Stevens couldn't make it. <laughs> where were they there? <laughs> it was uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Okay. Which is good a sound system. Wall full of punchlines. <laughs> That's it. So so was it just in space, one venue? Space work. I did I did a place called the Lahaina Yacht Club, which was just a dive bar on the beach. Uh-huh. And then they had a theater that I was not invited to do the larger shows at the theater. Really? It was that was like Craig Robinson did a big show there and Aisha Tyler. And where else did I did I forget where else. How long were you there? Some pizza place. They did com- comedy in a pizza place in Maui. Oh, I see. That's for, the... and Kyle Kinane. What? That's just I could that, have. To died. me, that's the most appealing of those venues that you said. Uh, every... It's like, oh, that sounds fun. Just Everything, for the weirdness of it. It was like one of those where, like, what's where's the other shoe gonna drop? Like a volcano has to erupt right now. Oh, Maui. Sure, it's in a pizza place. That's what I love. I'm doing comedy there. Sure. All right. If I get off in the street after this, I'll be fine. So you thought it was a good thing. Yeah. Did they give you free pizza? Yeah. Was it Hawaiian pizza? No, it was all kinds just of pizza. pizza. It was oh artisanal God. pizza, which just oh means they make it in a brick oven, which seems very complicated. To have a brick. <laughs> Not yeah. if you own a restaurant, maybe in your house to buy a brick oven. You know, it's just a whole lot. If you open a brick oven pizza place, <laughs> the it's paddle, just part yeah. of the deal, you know? Well, and then you're not, you know, a you know, frozen yogurt place isn't going to come in and take up your rent when that place doesn't oh, work. Oh, because you got a brick oven in yeah, there. you got to go on Craigslist. You can't reinvent that. That's yeah. part of the structure. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going all in is what you're saying. <laughs> this has to work. <laughs> How many days were you there? <laughs> I think I got there on Wednesday, and I came here Monday night. So like four so, or five nights? Yeah. Nice hotel? Yeah. Really? Yeah, even looking at the room was like, come on. Oh, my God. What's... I know. What's... Who, what, what... Who's bankrolling this? What mob... <laughs> what mob money laundering? Yeah, I wonder who is bankrolling it. I bet you comedy festival is a good way to launder money. You think I'd so? I'd probably just talk myself out of all the rest of the comedy festivals. And now I'm going to send out a mass email. <laughs> Hey, this guy thinks you don't really have a passion for comedy, that it's just a it's Ponzi scheme. He's hanging you know, some bills out on the clothesline with this gig. So it was a good hotel. And then did they? Yeah. Uh, and then you flew from Maui to here? This is going against my whole act. You know, this is just talking about this. Why's that? Because it was like comedy. Yeah, man, it was tough on the road. Yeah, I went and slept in the woods to get away. We were like, but talk about Maui. Oh, Todd, let me tell you. I don't it think anyone's going to fault you for saying I had a good time now. We're not being jerks. I mean, especially no, because that, I was invited. Well, that's the last time you're, you're, definitely, you're really showing some composure for it's not being invited. to get back invited. to the powers that be. Todd was real humble about not being invited hey, to that Maui know, thing. His sense of entitlement. <laughs> it was, but it just was like, why? I get Portland. All right, Portland's a weird artsy city, and uh-huh. I get that. And that's, yeah, goofball comedy works out there. But it was still Reggie Watt still 
doing his bleep bloop thing on stage and people just going nuts. Yeah, but it I think it's just... Great to see everybody digging it. I mean, don't you learn as you've traveled? I'm sure you have. That It's like it can, you can sell it anywhere. I, I still get scared of places. I still walk in. You were telling me about I still place. get that like that What's high it? school vibe of yeah. like these guys. These guys are jerks, and I'm like, and I'm judging them first before knowing them, which is what I always thought people were like. Oh, these are like rich people, and it's like, well, come on, what am I? Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, it's sometimes it's easy to prejudge an audience, but there's other times you're like, oh man, this is not going to be good, and then they're they're great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that goes to what we were talking about in D.C., to, trying to find venues, like you know, getting out of clubs and going to music venues. Not not abandoning comedy clubs, but playing more rock venues and smaller yeah. theater spaces. It just, it's like, oh, people know why they're there. Yeah, people, they're not there to fuck up a show. They're there to see a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, I've never for, put it so eloquently. That's exactly <laughs> why I do it that way. And I'm like, hey, I got some free tickets for this thing tonight. Let's get wasted and go over to it. There was one. I there was one guy at the Irish Exit show in the audience where I was like, was and he wasn't bad. He was just a drunk guy interrupting a comedy show. But at in 2014, I was like, is this a Groundlings character? Are you going deep? Are you going <laughs> it's deep? Fake, it's the fake Eckler thing. Because it was so. It was so. Well, that. How, how do you still? You're like a time cap. Like, did you not know that this isn't? And then after, and he wasn't a bad guy. He was just drunk and right. just being like that. Um, and afterwards, still like the guy, like, oh, yeah, I just thought, man, it's tough what you guys do. I could never do it. Yeah, you guys especially do. tonight. Yeah. And people are like, what? Because you're afraid people might yell at you. And then honestly said, like, have you heard of this show called Sons of Anarchy? I'm like, are you just new to life? Where, <laughs> where did you come from? He's like, if you, well, if you heard of Breaking Bad, because if you like that, you like this. I'm like, yeah, he just sounds like he's a bit dopey. Are, well, yeah. Or just like, are you an alien that just learned your references for America and, and, and Earth and you're just trying to put that out there? Like it was so I, I, I was surprised to find that dude in New York City at a backroom comedy show. Well, you know what, though? that I don't know if that's like a room full of comedy fans, necessarily. I yeah. think that's like, oh, the neighborhood bar is having a show, and it's free. But it still seemed like a room full of people the with comics common, are, yeah, common yeah. etiquette and yeah. decency. Uh, yeah. And but knowledge of how the world works in a large city. If you would charge $2 to get in, that guy wouldn't have shown up. That's true. And think of the fucking sweet payday you would have got. I got, I got about five free beers. Did you? That's a good payday for me. That's pretty good. Five beers was enough for me to start talking to the <laughs> how many guy before and make the, a mistake. How many before the set and how many after? I would say, I think that night, I think it was three three before, two after. Short sets, I'll have a couple. If it's a long, if it's like an hour set, I might have one before and one on stage. Because I, I just can't. I can't yeah. drink. I, I used to. And that's why my career went nowhere for 10 years. Is that true? Yeah, I started in 1999 and didn't have anything, like nothing turned around until two, well, 2007. Like I got into Aspen and I blew it because I got drunk before myself. Oh, really? So, yeah. I, got, I was like nervous and ner nerves that I was trying, I, I was trying to be rock and roll but it was really nerves so i just drank too much before my sets and just didn't 
Yeah, sometimes I see these, like, you go to, like, a new, f- like, a room, like, a bar room where there's kind of newer comics, and they're yeah. just like, just drink afterwards. Yeah. Just take this slightly seriously, and then you're at a bar and have a drink. It's, it, it's like, and, and, and knowing the difference between people laughing at your jokes and people laughing at you being drunk when yeah. you're trying to tell your jokes, because that was me for 10 years. Was like, oh, I got some laughs last night. It's because I would slur words and bumble around. It was like, watch that. Hey, he's a charming drunk guy. But it was nothing in the construction of what I was doing that yeah. was going to give me longevity. It's like, no, just keep it. And I'm still, you know, I'm still doing drunk history again and stuff like that. But that's not the people that, like, before the show, like, let's do shots. I'm like, no, I have to do this well in order to be invited back. <laughs> I have to do this job. And uh, so I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, man, I don't want to encourage this behavior for the next hour. I like to be evening. mysterious and not really talk to the audience <laughs> before the show, and then weirdly, I'll be avoiding you after the show as well. You specifically, actually, yeah, I don't. I, I mix you. it up. Do you, you? You hang out after, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm usually around. That's that's been the new thing is showing restraint. Like I, I was in Denver a lot long ago. Like Saturday night, just sat in the green room with comics for maybe an hour after and went home. I was like, Oh, this is what it's like. This can be done. I've never gone home on a Saturday night. Oh, and not gone out. Yeah. Well, Saturday nights are also terrible, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Just the fact that I had, and, and, and also wasn't itching, wasn't, wasn't hurting. Like I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm going to miss out on this. Like I've had enough Saturday nights and gotten enough stories out of weekends where it's like, Oh yeah, no, I can, Go watch horror. And also, if you're on the road, sometimes, it, you know, you just be like, I need to have one night where I actually get to sleep or else it's going to ruin the next five shows. Yeah. Do you, do you drink? You'll have a cocktail, but you don't get drunk. I'll have like anything. a wine or two. You don't get drunk. No, I don't really. I don't drink the way you do, which okay. is you've, you've got a flask out. Right? I'm joking. <laughs> I just, I've brought you've a had shaker. two <laughs> bottles of bourbon since we've been here. Well, one was mostly empty. No, I, I, in the first I, place. I, I drink, but I mean, I've times I've I've had like half a glass of wine and then done a set, and people I look like a town drunk. Like people, <laughs> my oh, words really? are screwed up. Yeah, and I just like, oh man, I just got to go back to my never drinking on stage thing. But it's only a hand. I pretty. I'm really good about. I'm pretty good about not doing it. Did you never? You were never a drunk or anything. No, I've got other problems. Okay. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, you drink too much tonight. Uh. No, but, I'm, but I mean, not that probably been covered a thousand times, but every comedian seems to have some vice or some something they're recovering from. I'm just addicted to giving one great show after another. <laughs> if that's an addiction, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't want to go to rehab. Oh, my God. I'm just going to release that line. And I'm going to kill all the talk between us. I just, 28 days. You should call your tour 28 days. <laughs> um, why? Wait, I don't understand. Because that's the time you spend in rehab. Oh, okay. Is that how long rehab lasts? Yeah, 28 days. Well, two, um, four weeks. Four weeks, okay. Yeah. That's 28 days. Yep. Uh, Basing that knowledge on that Sandra Bullock movie. Where you thought it was going to be a funny comedy because she like fell into a wedding cake and then you weren't supposed I don't think to be I saw laughing because she was drunk. So that's what the title of 28 Days is about. Yeah. I Not 28 Days Later, which <laughs> you would think would be a movie about sobriety, but that's zombies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
It'd be an ironic move about 28 days later, the guy just entered rehab when zombie outbreak happened, and that would be a good test of his commitment to sobriety that he has to... I don't want to give this away. Yeah, no, don't I'm spoil of, alert. I'm writing a spec for that right now. So Don't spoil alert it. <laughs> so I feel like the turning... Not a turning point, but one time... I don't know. Years ago, I noticed you were doing... I think it was like your first tour. Mm. Maybe it wasn't your first tour. But I noticed you go, oh, this guy's bouncing from city to city. Yeah, and I was like, "That's." I was like, "Good on him." That's yeah. what you should do. That was. I was like, "This guy's not sticking in L.A. doing eight-minute sets and then." No, well, th- I, I, that was from band. That was from watching bands and going like, "All right, a special thing put out a record," and uh, there was a couple people online like, "This is good. When are you coming to this thing?" This thing. I'm like, "Well, I don't have credits to headline." If, what if I do it too, or like, <clears throat> I just didn't want to lose any money. Like, I'll go out, I just put the word out, go on Facebook, to where like, I'd get like, you know, three cities, and then look at spots, I'm like, who's got a place in between these two cities yeah. that wants to put me up? I'd like to make a little money for gas, and if somebody wants to put me up, I had a pickup truck with a shell on the back of it, so I just slept in the back, a sleeping bag in the back, and I just slept in there. Did you really? Yeah. So you just park. <clears throat> where did you park? Was rest stops or parking lots like? Would, oh, so like, the people wouldn't sit, know that you were sleeping in there. No, because it was it was a cover okay, in the back. Cover, I had a cover, right. and uh, like you, if there was like a Walmart or any like a twenty four hour grocery store, is always the best because there's you know there'd be people around because you don't want to. That's true, and your car wouldn't be suspicious. Yeah, except yeah. for the fact that it's been there twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> I just pull over, get a little, a little sleep here and there, and I met. It's still people I've worked with now. Like you, you've gone through. Have you gone through Chattanooga and done JJ's Bohemia or anything? No, I did a show in Chattanooga. I had it was a frustrating show. It was. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that show because I booked. I booked a tour myself. I booked a tour of cities I've never been to. Yeah. A few years ago, and a Chattanooga is a place I booked, but it was a thing where they just they weren't. The show was great, but it was a, it was one of those shows where you're uh, there's like no posters. You don't even see a poster on yeah. the venue, and then you go to a bar after the show, and someone's like. Oh my God, Tom, what are you doing here? Oh, really? Well, I just did a show, and then you know, like three inches to your left, <laughs> which I wish you would have come to. Sometimes maybe it's the locals that aren't really in tune with what's happening around their city. There is, but, that, yeah, there is that as well. But, but that I, mean, I still work with those guys. Like I still play the same venues from that first tour. Yeah, I mean, if you find someone who's good to you, then you're easy. They're easy to work. <clears throat> yeah, and but that too was like I just don't want to really lose money, but I. That's what I don't think comics realize. <clears throat> that you, like, if you think you're just gonna go out, like, oh, I can't headline, or like, oh, I just can't break into clubs. You got to. It's like you're investing in a fan base, and if people see that you're gonna come right. to whatever shithole bar that they can drum up, or their local show that they could put a, uh, a like put you on as a special guest, that mean that means something to them that you went yeah. out of your, not out of your way, but went to that place instead of waiting for. Got to get a TV credit so I could work the. No, I think I mean I I think just the you go there, even if twenty people show up and you give them a good show. Yeah, and I've gone back and because the twenty people are like, no, this guy was good. And he then came that through. Turns it to a hundred next time or something. That's a what's through other. I mean, I got help because Patton had me open for him on a couple uh, of shows, so I got some. Yeah, but but there was like only three shows of that whole tour. Yeah, but then he said, yeah, this guy's coming to the. 
you know, to go mention the tour and that I was out and I drove cross country and just did whatever, anything that would pop up. What do you got? And <clears throat> that's still how I do it. I have an agent that books it now, but it's an agent that I explain. I'm like, this is how I've done it before. Is it and, Andrew? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets it. He does get it. And so that's why, and he was a, he was a band guy too. Yeah, and he yeah. knows like, not ridiculous ticket prices because that's another thing. Understanding who wants to come to the show, I know people that like my kind. A fifty dollars ticket is gonna be ridiculous for them. I feel bad if anything goes over twenty. I usually don't like it. Yeah, I like, I'm, 20. I like twenty is kind of my point because I. Yeah. There's times I've done shows where you're like, like, why is this a twelve dollar ticket? Yeah. I just got on a plane and I had to get a hotel. Like it's twelve dollars, and you're like, and it sells out quick. And you're like. Yeah. And you're just going, oh, I could have easily done 15 and not been an asshole. But I the still, fact that I'm I talking about this is kind of asshole. Joke very much. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's one of my favorite jokes. Oh, thank of all you. Time. So I'll, I'll plug that joke. For we'll uh, insert it right here. <laughs> we'll insert it right I here. I know I'm no Terry Gross, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. That, thank that, you. But, that, but I still think that 12 bucks, I try to make a point. Especially when I'm out by myself, and it's people that normally because it is some of the like the like the punk rock and the DIY kids that are coming to the show that don't normally come to comedy shows, but because it's in a venue that they would normally see bands in, like let's take a shot. I saw this guy at midnight's been a good show for you know getting name out there. How many of those have you done? I like six, maybe. It's pretty fun, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've done it a couple times. And they get and that gets where I'll be like, oh, this guy's coming here. Normally, we see, normally I like this venue already. I know the ticket's not going to be a lot. I know the bartender here. Yeah. Let's come and try. Let's check out this comedy show here. And so that's what I'm like. Yeah, give them a good show. And I tell them like, listen, if you have to get up and go get a drink or go take a leak, I'm not going to make fun of you. Don't like, please sit in the front. I don't do any. Not that I don't do crowd work, but I don't harass people for getting up. Like I feel. Well, that's kind of. <clears throat> Jackassy, just to getting not, up. To, I gotta pounce. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's yeah, this, someone's going to the bathroom. I feel. Yeah, I want to put on a, like a, a show that. I mean, it's not like I dislike. It. Again, I saw Big J the other night, and uh -huh. he just talks the whole front row the whole time. Yeah. But I think they knew it was like the, the David Tell's show he was doing there, and it was great. And it was, it was, but it was funny, and people knew what they were getting into there. For the show that they're coming to, if they're coming to see me, I don't think they know that. Or maybe that's why they don't go see comedy shows. Like, I don't want to sit in the front because they're going to make fun of me. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to. If you talk to me, I might talk back to you. But otherwise, this is a safe haven. I'm going to tell my jokes. But if you, you do, laugh uh, at them and don't worry about it. Also, if you do like a venue where they're not always doing comedy, mm -hmm. I don't even think that's on the table. Like, they're just kind of like, I'm here to watch a show. Well, sometimes you get people that are even more rowdy than a comedy club. Oh, really? Like, We're at a bar where I see bands, so it's okay to just talk in the back. You get, like, do you put chairs down? Most most of the time there's chairs. Yeah, you got to put those cha chairs, settles them down. Chairs do. Some, some of these places, I was in Tampa, and they didn't have chairs, but they were good. <laughs> like a metal bar they didn't in have... Tampa. It was a metal bar. Yeah, they yeah. didn't really have the Was that a fun show? The seating. The show's great, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. When they're standing and they're having a good day, but I always just feel like, why you, you don't? I feel bad. I never want standing, to stand yeah. and watch a show. I, only if I'm fidgety will I stand and watch a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially and if I am fidgety. So if it's me, if it's one opener doing ten or fifteen, and then me, I don't feel as bad. But sometimes it's you know these two hour long shows because you feel oh cool the locals put the show on and then they put six people up before you and it's like 
All right. Another, but my buddy Dave Stone, when he goes out, he does the same kind of touring. He's like, I handle, I tell him how many openers. Yeah. He's like, I put on, I know what music to put on before. Like he's in charge of all that stuff. I, I want to be like, oh no, I'm sure the venue will handle it. And for the most part, it's good. It's not comedy clubs still need like it's wackety sacks. Now with and Pandora, stuff. I always go, do you have a Pandora? And then I pick like, I go make a radio, make like a pavement radio station. Yeah. Something cool. That's real cool. Yeah. Tay Todd Pavement. That's real cool. It's cool. Stuff. They're a, a band that they just formed last year. And People I'm walk in, them. they're like, what's, what's, is this Pavement? Oh, but yeah, this, I mean, this show's going to be fun. I do like the music to be, or I've made, I used to make mixes for almost every headlining show or tour. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to, uh, yeah, you don't want a guy like, yeah, we have four guys going on. They're going to each do 25 minutes each. Okay, well, that's, that's 90 minutes. Well, and that's, yeah, and that's the mix between. minutes. <laughs> that's the mix between trying to, like, all right, DIY. You're nice enough to put this show on. I'm cool with everything. And then you do it once or twice where you say, like, I've had enough times where, like, I'm cool with everything. And I've gotten there, like, I don't think I'm cool with this. I should have a little more saying. And you could have a little say without being a complete dick. You could have no, a little, think- like, Listen, can you keep it to two openers? Yeah, no, it's your show. You can do that. Doesn't yeah. mean you're a dick. But it's what when it's local it people put it on, and they're like they're yeah. the ones making the posters and putting all this stuff together. I'm like, I'm yeah, it's a treat for them. Grateful. It's a it's a side. It's a benefit that they get to be on the show. Yeah. I just did I did five dates in Florida, and it was good. When was that? It might have been right before I saw you in DC. In DC, where'd you go? I did. Oh, you did Tal- that? Tallahassee, Did you do Underbar? Where's Underbar? I think it's called Underbar. I, th- I might be getting that name wrong. There's a bar on campus at, at FSU that that's, has does comedy. It's really good. It was. It was, like, It's got a balcony. This was, I think it does, yeah. This seemed like a newer strike. Well, that was another one of those things where, like, oh, I guess I could have gotten more details. So I got it like, all right, so you'll just go on. I'm like, oh, there's no opener. And I didn't realize it was a college gig yeah. when I got there. They were good. If was it good? Because when I did it, it was really good. They were good, but I was like, maybe I just have an opener. Go do ten minutes with a local guy. And there was the the guy working for the college was real nervous. Like, well, the contract, and we can't have anybody else because it's not contract. I'm like, isn't this where Vietnam protests started? Where college campuses? And now it's like I, we can't have somebody. Oh, yeah, colleges are a little weird not... sometimes. Like I've shown up at colleges and they're like, there's no water backstage. Yeah, we didn't see it on the contract. All right. And Maybe you can assume I want to go along. And they're and they're, they're young and they don't know, so I'm not going to be a dick right. out of the gate. I don't do well at colleges. I, I rarely get booked at them. Me I too. just got another one coming up in Baltimore, but and I'm like I don't know what to I don't know what to talk talk to college kids about nowadays. Yeah, I don't get them, and I feel that makes me feel old. Yeah, that's why I got to go buy more mountain bikes. There's just things youthful. that you talk about that like a person talks about who's of a certain age <laughs> that they just like we don't. You know, my dad pays my rent, and I steal music, so I can't. Re- yeah, I can't. Uh... I said I made some joke, even knowing that it's like oh, I remember. It's like, you know, back when you had a VHS tape, and they don't know. They don't even know that. And I don't think I'm 37, but I know I. You know, you live in LA. You pick what age you like, and you stay that way. I still wear free band T-shirts, <laughs> and I ride bikes and skateboards. Do and you I know? hang out with my friends. You hang out? And oh, I for- yeah, and I forget that when I go home, this is the age where people have children that are of double-digit ages, that some of them might be driving soon. I'm like, oh, this is the age that everybody else is in the rest of the world. And I just live in this weird 
I, th- I think I even made a joke about it once. That's like Breakfast Club, where everybody gets just gets to pick. Like, are you the criminal or the jock or whatever? And just pick it, and you can live that way. Just pick a Halloween costume from your youth and just stay <laughs> that way for the rest of your life. But you want to grow up a little bit. Nah. Let's get you a suit. Nah, I got one. I got. I bought a good suit this year. <laughs> Did you? I did. I bought. I bought. I, bought, I finally bought a good suit because I'm like, I, this is the point where I could die because of health reasons. Uh huh. Maybe I should have something. Yeah, it's good to have like the. I mean, I, I have like one decent suit that may or may not fit me, but it's, at least it's like, all right, I did have this tailored Just something ready to go. It's like, yeah, get invited to a wedding or. Oh, I did. I got invited. I got invited like two or three weddings this year. I'm like, I'm getting money out. I'm getting my money's worth out of that suit, and it yeah. felt good. Yeah. Well, you feel like an adult. I think I want to start wearing like a jacket more. Uh, on stage? Like you go to a party and you see. I used to wear one all the time. This like jacket right here? You got I probably, I've, I have worn that jacket on stage. You got, yeah, you got a nice, is that I mean, a blazer? It's just a thrift store a blazer. A lopsided yeah. blazer hanging well, on a wire hanger. It's hanging <laughs> on my CD rack. A which CD is, rack. Who has a CD rack? The kids don't get anymore. Oh my God. It's like the set of Seinfeld in here. A blazer hanging off a CD rack. Tell me uh <laughs> You did these shows in Mexico, right? Yeah. How was that? That was uh they were good. I I felt like <clears throat> the guy who set it up, he's like I brought bands down here. This and he he sold it to me perfectly because instead of being bullshitty and talking and and saying like it'll be great, trust me. I know we haven't done it. He was like I've never done. I want to do comedy. I'm a big comedy fan, and he lists like all the comedy. New all contemporary American comedy has traveled to the states to go to comedy festivals. But he's like, I brought bands down here. You could check with these bands for reference. I want to try bringing comedy down. It might not work. It could be a disaster, but you'd get a story about it. And <laughs> I was like, sold. There you go. If if you knew that much, like, like he's like, I'm gonna do everything on my end to make it work, but it still could be. You're gonna. Tell jokes in English in Mexico that might not fly. So who showed up? He promoted the shit out of it. So a lot of people were at the shows. He said, stand-up's new in Mexico. Stand-up, what they know of stand-up's like five years old. So their scenes are small. So I got there, and we first we started in um, some town called Cholula Puebla, which is like the full what I, you know, just packs of wild dogs and half finished buildings covered with tarps uh-huh. and then we get out there and it was in a jazz club that held maybe 40 50 people and there was a universe it was actually like there's a volkswagen plant nearby because i'm like why is this city out here what exists if there's a volkswagen plant there but there's a college and there was people they all spoke english they all all the openers did comedy in spanish which was weird to listen to comedy in a different language and recognize the cadence. Yeah. Even like, and then everybody laughs and you're laughing too. Cause like, Oh, cause that's what the punchline is. Even though I don't know yeah. the language, <laughs> but then they were on board with all the stuff in English. There were, it was one of those things where you go to a show, a place that you haven't been, maybe a small town. They're just appreciative that you're there. So that was the first show. Then we did Mexico city, which was awesome. This venue was packed out and everybody, you know, some people from expats, and then we did Monterey, which I guess was a cartel town. Oh. <laughs> and everybody there, I'm like, yeah, we're going to Monterey. And even people in Mexico City were like, well, it was real bad two years ago. You should be fine now. That was people like not trying to fuck with me, right. going, you should be fine now. I was like, oh, no. And there was still like venues. How long were the drives? 
The drive out to Cholula Pueblo was long. It was like three or four hours. And you still start getting, like, because it's, it's that weird, you don't think you've been affected by all, all the opinion, like, because I'm going to Mexico, but like, don't get kidnapped, that's what everybody says. Yeah. And But it, you don't realize that you just watch traffic in these drug movies and how much it does affect me. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm on a desolate highway. So were there, like, a few hours? Is a third, yeah. And what's a third world country, like? Are we going to get pulled over? Are the armed police guards from driving? Like, this is a scary place. How are the hotels? <laughs> I still want to say it. Like a Sheridan, Mexico All right. City. All right. I mean, Monterey Now, that guy Monterey contacted me, a, and he did seem like a, a good guy, but it was just like a, he wanted shame to on. do like two weeks, and I was just like, I don't... Two He's, weeks, and you know, it's like, and it's going to be challenging because they don't speak English. It's like, I don't... That could be a long two weeks. It could very much be a long two weeks. I, so what I got, did he want to do shows every? He didn't want to do shows. He's ambitious. Yeah, no, I, he, he seemed totally <clears throat> legit. And I think he should do. Personally, I think he should put a comedy festival exactly. in Mexico City. And have people do twenty minutes. Get, get people to do twenty minutes and have like, it in one city. Introduce the community to what it could be. I think that's a good idea. And that's I want to get him to do that. I want the guys in Seoul, Korea, to do that. Oh, you went he to Seoul, it. huh? I was just there. Like was that what was ago. that? What kind of show was that? That's my third time out there. Seriously? They, yeah, it's all English teachers. So there's, they've got a comedy scene already. They've got comedy nights that they do. Do you, uh, do you have to get, how do you get in there? Do, the, is there, um, do you That's, go in there and go, I'm a comedian, I'm doing shows? No. So you have to sneak in? Well, we, we I'm not going to have you arrested. We, we don't have to keep talking about it. <laughs> okay. All right, you're on. How no. many more questions do you want to ask? Okay. <laughs> look at the look at my face, Todd. Okay, I see. Did you... Did you? Uh... Let's just put it this way: I I have friends there, and when I go there, my friends do comedy, and I do comedy shows. So were those shows good? Yeah, yeah, they're a blast. It's my third time over there, and I was there for ten days this time. I think I was there for two weeks. Before you did I... get your frequent flyer miles, I assume. Like on my mile, I did. Yeah, okay. I booked it on Delta for that one. Okay, but the miles don't matter. It's how much you spend on the card now. I know Delta's changed. I'm but I would think uh, good, a flight to this, Korea. This is, this, this, is, this is the road comic side. Of, like, yeah. if you've those fucking to assholes took the mileage program. Yeah. yeah. But wait, but oh, make me! I got to land in Minneapolis every time I fly, and to be reminded that your whole terminal, each little desk, has its own iPad for ordering food at. But you can't reward my frequent flyer things. Because I feel like my feeling about that is they're just like, all right, you. I guess you can find another way to go 3,000 miles. Oh, don't get, don't get Kyle and I started on the changes in the Delta program. Not quite champagne problems, but, uh, no. you know. And we saw each other on the cruise. We we all took a cruise. How much fun was that? That was fun. Do you, uh, and, and forgive my uh, generalization, you don't seem like a warm weather beach type of guy. Um, I'm not. That's a good generalization. But did you enjoy the cruise? I did. Did you do cruise activities? Um, well, crystal clear Caribbean waters. No, me. I mean, it was a bunch of us. Me and my girlfriend and you. Did you go to eat with us? Where did you guys go eat? I, I we walked. I, we just walked in this. I felt like I only saw. This is the Bahamas, by the way. I felt like we only saw stuff that was as touristy as touristy can be. Like there was no like. I didn't feel like there was a lot of local stuff. Some like, indig- I don't think the Bahamas have anything non... I really? think it is tourism. I bet Bourdain would beg to differ. 
Oh, uh, I did have Bronger and I went ashore. Yeah, we saw you ran salad. into you, and you kind of were like you were diving in. It seemed. Were you? Uh, I was literally diving in. I got we there was that it was a Fat Tuesdays party restaurant right on the water, and I saw something like, not responsible for lost items if you dive in. I was like, does this mean I could just jump into the ocean? From my seat, and the guy's like, "Yeah," and so that's all I did. The whole meal was jump over this railing. Did you really? The water? Yeah, and you swim back to a railing, get up, have a few bites, jump into the water. Oh my god! See, I wish I was a little. See, to me, that's living life. It's it's a very prepackaged. A it's a very commercial way to live life. You could just jump off the Fat Tuesdays restaurant in the Caribbean. I'd be like, "How cleans that water?" It was crystal clear, Todd. It was, was it? the Caribbean. Oh my god. It was beautiful. Did you go on to that second island because they had that private island? I did that. Yep. Yeah, I, I did was that. out yeah, we did that swishing too. around that clown party. Yeah, that was... Uh, that, I didn't realize till I think I got on the island, like, oh, the island's owned by the cruise Yeah, company. yeah, and it's and just... Like, it kind of changes. There was That one was just like, it was just, just drinking Bud Lights, watching Fatso's get sunburned. <laughs> I like that cruise because it makes me feel better about my bad tattoos. So I was really? like, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Just glancing at They seem fine. It's not <laughs> too many of them. Well, when, when, the, when it's just a swimsuit. Oh, boy. What do you, uh, what do you want to plug? Because we've, uh, we've talked for three and a half hours. We have been here. What, that time flies. You got to go to go Europe, over man. Frequent flyer miles. How, how was that, man? That was great. Were you, you said it you were like on a so tour with? It was so beyond my wildest dreams. Was it? How great it was. Seriously, really? yeah. Were you by yourself? Or were you on a tour with other folks? There were locals, and I knew a couple of the guys, like uh, who opened. I knew a guy, okay. basically only a guy I knew was in Ireland, a, a friend of my Irish guy, okay. a friend of mine, Jarlath Regan. Because um, a, a Domian just got. Uh, yeah, I he think he and I there. sort of were in the same places. Some of them, like yeah, Stockholm. He, he was out with a group of people. I forget who he was. Did with. he have fun? He did. He didn't. His review wasn't as glowing as yours. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Maybe because he did a more of a. He probably didn't play it exclusively his people. Where I think maybe I, they don't understand Todd Glass impersonations and Helsinki. <laughs> they didn't, his Kindler did not fly. In Kindler's Estonia. Kindler doesn't fly. <laughs> when he was in Estonia, they were not like oh, excellent Kindler impression. I'll get out there, man. You I'll, should get I'll, out I'll there. I'll bug you about that right, stuff. Yeah, we don't have to do this on the air. <laughs> Let's ditch out Booker's this. phone numbers on there. <laughs> what uh, what do you have to plug before we say goodbye? Uh, when's this? When's this, Aaron? Early March? When's this coming out? <laughs> Probably in a week or two. How backlogged are you on your DIY I, producing? Actually, this is the only one I have in the can. So, <laughs> did you just start podcasting? No, this is like my seventy third or fourth episode. Oh, okay, all right. Just... It's all about seventy three more than I thought I would do. <laughs> you really got it together. Um, I don't know. I'm just... You're going to be at the Punchline San Francisco, right? Or is that did that happen already? That's in December. I, I hope that happens. Some other thing, my friends... You know the Grolics from Denver? You know those guys? No. Adam, Kate, and Holland. Oh, Denver yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had a show. I might be part of their show. Oh, I'm part of a show there. Then where? At the Oriental Theater? No, there's a TV show. Oh. I don't know how much I can talk about okay. that Let's stuff. But, about. but I might have that but the special's called i liked his old stuff better and that's gonna be out early next year okay kylekanane.com at kyle Kinane. right yeah yeah that's verified account 
Uh, he had a mailing list. I just got verified on Facebook now too. No, did you really? Facebook. I wanted. I I put in. I made a tweet that I wanted to quit Facebook. I was like, if, if you want to quit Facebook, everybody treats you like Christopher McCandless, which is the guy from End of the Wild. Like, uh-huh. How could you just want to ditch? I'm like, I just want out of this. And all of a sudden, I started getting emails from like specific employees at Facebook, like, all right, so you're unhappy with things, but we really want to bring you like, wow, get out of here, like a desperate girlfriend that finds out you've been eyeballing other things. When are they going to do verified Instagram, huh? I fucking hate Instagram so really? much. That's my most loathed. Hmm. I feel obligated. It's one of those things. I feel obligated to be on this stuff. It gets a little nightmares to be like, oh, did I Instagram and now I got to move the picture over to do, 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 do. Yeah, every picture is, are you patting yourself on the back or jerking off? Because that's all I see on there. Really? Yeah. It's just, look at <laughs> I don't what know I, who you're at, following. Look at my awesome life. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just a bunch of people doing awesome shit. And this podcast was awesome. Sure was. No, thanks for doing it. It was really good. Yeah, thanks for having me over, buddy. And uh, to those at home, thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week, maybe, probably, give or take. Thanks. Bye. Feral Audio. This is Firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.